0: Welcome to Sausage on a Fork, a podcast dedicated to the UK's longest-running children's drama programme, Drain Hill. My name's Neil, and in each episode, I'll interview a former cast member about their life before, during, and after their time on the programme. Welcome to the next episode of Sausage on a Fork. I'm very happy to say that for this episode, I've been joined... By one of the very first cast members of Grange Hill. I've been joined by Paul McCarthy, who played two characters in Grange Hill. We'll talk a little bit about that later on. Welcome to Sausage on a four, Paul.
1: Nice to be here.
0: You're right? I'm very, very well. How are you? Good. Yeah, yeah, good, good, good. Excellent, excellent. Now, if you don't mind, Paul, we've had two news stories in the world of Grange Hill uh, this week. I'm just going to address the first one. Now, because obviously this week, the world of Grange Hill was was stunned with the news that Nicholas Donnelly had sadly passed away on the morning of Sunday, the 9th of January. Nicholas played the woodwork teacher, Mr. Craig McKenzie, from 1985 to 1993, and he appeared in 97 episodes. He'd appeared in many films and TV shows, starting with an uncredited appearance in Carry On Sergeant in 1958 through to his final on-screen appearance in the bill. Outside of Grange Hill, he's probably best known for his portrayal of Sergeant Johnny Wills on *Z Cars from 1960 to 1976, over 206 episodes. The tributes from the Grange Hill fans and co-stars have all said what a gentleman he was and how everyone wanted a teacher like him at their school. Our thoughts are with his family and friends at this sad time. R.I.P. Nicholas Donnelly. Paul, moving on to you now. If we could just start right back at the beginning. I mean, go right back. And if you can tell us how you first got into acting.
1: Funny enough, I was driving this bus and um, I ran over Mark Baxter. <laughs> no, no. I am. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I did listen to his, uh, his podcast. With <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, um, I met this girl in um in Laysdown, the isle of Sheppey, and uh, she was in a wagon wheel commercial uh-huh. that's how i started acting basically right and right. um she was in a wagon wheel commercial and um i just asked her how to do it how she did it and stuff and she uh-huh. said oh i've got an agent so i joined this model agency and i got this a gig doing a, a commercial and i met another girl because i meet a lot of girls I used to. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and, and she said, oh, I go to a stage school. And I said, well, what's a stage school then? And she said, well, it's like a school, but they do all stagey stuff. So I, I went off to Barbara Speaks Stage School. Oh, right, that's OK. Well, well, I was at school with Mark, funny enough. And a few of the other Grange Hill cast members were at, yeah. um, uh, at, at Barbara Speaks as well. And uh, just auditioned for um, for Grange Hill. Right, so, the whole school, I think. My whole school auditioned. So, so
0: who, who, who,
1: who else were you at school with then? Uh, Linny Brill. Right. Yeah. Sarah Sugarman. Uh, Mitchell Horner, he was in there. He played. He was with Sarah doing the the SAG character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, who else was there? Oh, loads of people. Well, obviously Mark Baxter was there. Yeah. Um, because he's one of my closest friends. So, um, yeah, we, we we're together quite a bit. Um, who else uh, was in it? Uh, Gary Love was there. Right. Yeah. Um, gosh, loads. Well, as I say, the whole school basically um, auditioned. I think I think the BBC came to our school, right. and they had the big assembly room and we all uh-huh. just lined up outside and just went in and they sort of went right, yeah okay. yeah no no yeah yeah no no like that and just yeah. sort of uh picked us out like the cattle market uh-huh.
0: um, a lot
1: of businesses were like that were like cattle markets right. it was like they they would just see everybody um uh-huh. and then get an idea of what they wanted yeah um, so that was that that was that basically
0: so before grange did you get any any other acting work
1: Anyway, yeah, um, I did The Headmaster. I worked with Todd quite a lot on commercials and The Headmaster and stuff like that. We used to work quite a lot together. Um, what else? Uh, gosh. Uh, I, I, I can't I, remember I, if they were before or after. I did I, a Mixed Blessings. Yeah, uh, I've got that down. Um, all this kind of stuff, you know, but I can't remember if they were before or after. Some, something called The Black Panther? I did The Black Panther with my sister, yeah. That was really? a movie about um, about The Black Panther. Yeah. Um, right. And that was with Donald Sumter, I think, and it was brilliant. That was a great little film. I watched. Uh, I was weird. Funny enough, I did that with Graham Hamilton, who played the caretaker. Right. Yeah. Um, and he played my dad in it, a postmaster that got his arms shot off. Uh huh. Right. And basically, we hear the shotgun. Me and my sister were like in bed in the in the in the thing, and um, we hear a shot go off, and we run out of the bedroom, and there's our dad with his arm wobbling around, uh-huh. and and yeah. And that was
0: that, yeah. So that was, that was, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so besides him, did you get to work with anyone else? You know, any big names, any any other big stars, anything like that in in, the, in those
1: times? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, um, is Keith Barron a big star? In yeah. that yeah. Nanette Newman, who's lovely. I, I did a thing with her called Late Expectations after Grange Hill. Right. I played uh, Keith and, and Nanette's son. Right. Um, Nanette was beautiful, lovely. Um, Wendy Craig, worked with her on a thing called Law and Disorder. Right. And uh, she was just, she's just a beautiful human being. She's just uh-huh. amazing. She's so, so lovely. Yeah. Um, and uh, I did, the, I obviously did the Oliver thing. I did, a, they played the uh-huh. Dodger in Oliver, Roy Hudd, who... Um, it was great. He was probably the best Fagin I've ever seen. Right. Um, and I got, luckily, I, I, I got to see him um, just before he died. And uh-huh. I, I said to him, I said, you were the most amazing Fagin ever. Yeah. And he started wobbling and shaking. And he said it was a golden opportunity. Yeah. And as an actor, as a young actor, you don't realise that, um, that people like Roy Hard and other sort of people they're as vulnerable as we are we're trying yeah. to make our career and they're trying to keep hold of it yeah. and make it and he just said it was a golden opportunity and I thought how oh, is it a golden opportunity for you you're really hard yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's just really odd to, to listen to that kind of thing um and that that, that was it was it was interesting but yeah um d- d- quite a lot I mean I did quite a lot of um stuff uh-huh. um and met some really lovely people I met some really not so lovely people as well but we're <laughs> <laughs> to, you know, I mean, you
0: can name names if you want, but you know, oh no, you, no, no, you no,
1: no, to, like... no, 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 no! I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, and um, yeah, was, yeah. So it's been a great little career, really. Uh-huh. I've, I've had some good times. I've had some yeah, good times.
0: Excellent, excellent. So going back then to Grange Hill, obviously, um, for anyone that doesn't know, um, Paul Paul is probably best known for playing a character called Tommy Watson. However, that
1: wasn't the first character you played in Grange Hill, was it? No, it wasn't. I played Anthony Underwood, right? who was um a bit of a different character from Tommy, because Tommy was a bit more street and a bit more kind of, you know, cockney. Uh-huh. But Anthony Underwood, I don't know if you've seen any of them, but I kind of, I, I was kind of angelic on the first yeah. one, first <laughs> season. And kind of, uh, you know, and I spoke, not posh, but I didn't speak with that, with this what i've got now yeah um yeah um so basically i played him and then i didn't do series two although i did do series two because um one of the guys from the grange hill site said no you were in series two because here you are with bullet baxter and i was like oh right i don't remember doing that um (laughs) but that wasn't anthony underwood that was just a like a a walk-on role or something like that um, which was a bit weird. But I said, no, I don't really want to do it anymore. I've done one episode, one season of Hill. I'm, I'm going to go into Oliver and play the Dodger. Like right. So I did that. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of stuff happened with that. Cameron Mackintosh wanted to buy my contract so I could open in London. Right. And uh, they, the BBC said no. That was mm-hmm. so that I could end Anthony Underwood early. And they said no. And they also were going to invite me to play the Dodger in Broadway in New York. Right, wow. but um, but because they asked me when I was doing the Dodger, um, I, what are you are up to after this, and I said, oh, I've just signed a contract with the BBC to do Grange Hill, um, to play a new character, and they said, oh, right, okay, um, and they didn't ask me because obviously they couldn't buy it the first time, so they're not going to buy it the second That's time. That's right, get you, yeah. So I, so, I, so I missed out on a on a, on a New York opportunity, but I think I made the right choice going yeah. to Grange Hill. If I I'm mean, honest. obviously you
0: went back for series three, and. Mm-hmm. That in itself was quite unusual, I thought, because you didn't go back as a you know as a, a fully new character. It's it's one of the first instances I, I think of where another actor's gone back to replace a character already there because Tommy Tommy Watson was in Series One, wasn't he? Yeah, I know James Jebbia. Yeah, apparently. James Jebbia of, um, yeah. of Supreme Clothing. No, yeah. that? So yeah. he was Tommy Watson in Series One, and then you've gone back in Series Three as Tommy hmm. Watson. So yeah. did you have to re-audition for that?
1: No. Right. Okay. No, no. They they, 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 based me, they asked me to be in it. Um, uh-huh. And I was, first of all, a bit reluctant because Anthony Underwood was a supporting character, not a main uh-huh. character. And I said, I'm not interested in being a supporting character. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they sent me a script for and there was hardly anything in it. And I said, well, this is a supporting character. This isn't the main character. Uh-huh. And then they sent me the script with the coach trip. He right. said, "No, no, no. You're, we're, you're obviously we've got to build you in and yeah. stuff." And um, because, yeah, so that that and that's what happened. And so basically, I said, "Yeah, okay, I will contract." Um, and became, but I didn't know that they had replaced James. Right. It was a bit of a weird one, really, because yeah. um, I don't think they did. I sort of maintained that they didn't replace James. James. James's character just wasn't there anymore. Yeah. And mine. So, you know, there are many Tommy Watsons and there are many. There was a Winkle Watson, for instance. And yeah. There was, you know, there was many Watsons. Um, There wasn't a lot of Underwoods. No. <laughs> um, so I don't know if I did take his character. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know why he didn't do the next season. Now, right. maybe he did, maybe he decided not to do it and they did say, right, well, we'll keep the Tommy Watson character uh-huh. in there. But, yeah. you know, I, I wasn't aware that. I had taken his job if I yeah. did, <laughs> which so, is, you know. Could you,
0: can I ask then? When when did you sort of realise that Grange Hill had blown up and become a massive thing? Did you realise that as, as as a kid on the show, or were you sort not of not really? No, right? Not really. I mean, I
1: knew it. I knew it was popular. I knew people yeah. liked it, um, and I yeah, but it wasn't uh, not to the extent. Uh-huh. That it actually I mean, you know, to now looking back, it's like, wow, really? yeah, um, but no, when, I mean, I was a kid, do you know yeah. what i mean i was I was actually I was being one of you guys, yeah. but the only difference was i was I was doing it in front of a camera, yeah, you know, um so it it's no, I didn't, I didn't realize, and it's it, it's odd because you don't as me personally, I mean, I don't know, but I think actors, child actors now are far more advanced than what uh-huh. we were you know, yeah. in skill and um, some kind of realising, yeah. savvy, yeah. yeah. I think there were a lot more on it. We weren't that, I don't think we were that on it, you know. Um, right. I think I think as Grandjean progressed, I think the actors, the kids sort of realised more than could be, because the later people, you know, that yeah. went in, I think realised about the success of it more than we, because we started off, we were the, the first ones in yeah. it. So we kind of just rode the wave and found out what happened. But then the people that came in after us must have thought, "Hang on a minute, this is big. You know, we're going to get in the biggest TV show for kids yeah. ever." ever. Yeah. But we didn't have that. We didn't have that because we didn't know. Yeah, you know, it was obvious because I nearly didn't do the second, se- the third season. I, I nearly turned it down. Right, it's okay. You know, but, so it wasn't it. that apparent that it was that popular. And just
0: just going back to that first series, there, the first sort of credited appearance of Anthony Underwood is in the famous swimming pool episode. Now, for anyone that has, anyone that hasn't seen that, um, <laughs> it, it involves a lot of the time the lads, uh, uh, as Paul just said, there running around in in really small uh, swimming trunks. But also, that was the first episode I think that garnered a lot of complaints.
1: Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I think it did, yeah. I because
0: think of the, the lads being left unattended in the swimming pool. And the, yeah, and
1: throwing the, the, the benches. Bench
0: yeah, the bench yeah. races and all that. So I think, as I say, you, you've got a little small part in history there as well. Um, being the, you know, the the first episode where, where parents started really complaining about mm. Grange because obviously a lot of kids weren't allowed to watch Grange Hill.
1: Um, no. No, they weren't. Uh,
0: I didn't uh, realise that either. I mean, I
1: didn't realise there was a lot of the the. I mean, I did know that some people, but I didn't realise to the extent of uh-huh. the backlash against it was. Yeah. You know, I mean, we we just thought, you know, what this is a kids show for kids to relate to. Yeah. You know, it's, that's what we're doing. We're doing a kids show that kids can relate to. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's been lots of shows. Well, there was actually there's not been any shows like it before. But what I look at is I look at your sort of um, please sirs and things like that. Yeah, I think. You know, but yeah. they're obviously like adult programs. Yeah, i was gonna
0: say, yeah, but and and also, uh, police sir didn't really have child actors in it.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: So then you know we talked about going back for series three and, and and being Tommy Watson. Now, the thing with with when Tommy Watson is in series three. There was always that big feud between Tucker and Doyle, and mm-hmm. Tommy in Series Three was probably mates more with Doyle, wasn't he? Than
1: yeah, than, than yeah. he was with with, yeah. with Tucker. Were you surprised by that? Not really. I think what I think Tommy just bounced a bit. Yeah. Um. You know, and he wasn't because the, the whole Tommy character was a bit kind of flaky, wasn't he? He wasn't okay. really. Yeah do you know what i mean he wasn't really you know he'll, he'll go where the action is kind of yeah. thing and um and then luckily for me they wrote me more for towards the tucker character because yeah. obviously we want to do tucker's luck so if i'd have stuck with doyle i've uh, i've been on the doll for real
0: <laughs> so so when you were filming the, the, the show who were you sort of closest to who, were, who were your, your best friends are
1: um I don't know, really. That's a good question. I can't really remember. We just all mucked in and had a laugh. Yeah. I mean, it was just one big <laughs> crazy time. Like, <laughs> yeah, we just, can imagine, um, yeah. We just, had a great, we just had a great time. I remember uh, playing runouts once and running into this big hall. And they're just, because it was in the school holidays, they, this is when they do their maintenance. So I ran into the school hall thinking, I'll hide in here. And um, they just waxed or lacquered the floor. And I stood in a <laughs> load of lacquer. Oh. And it was like, oh no! And luckily, it was wet enough that I ran out, and it, it smoothened itself back out. <laughs> no, I, had it so I had my shoes. I think that was. My, I think they were my own shoes as well because we, we we were out of costume. Mm. Um and um yeah so I yeah I hung out I hung out with all of them really there was yeah. George and Todd and the regulars and the girls and no the girls kind of stayed with it. yeah it was it was school boys stayed with the boys girls stayed with the boys the girls yeah and I kind of like was flaky Tommy in the middle Yeah, and then so, <laughs> so, you- um, one of the people that I really loved. Was the Ginger Girl, Rudy Davis, Penny Penny Lewis? She was she was just lovely, so so lovely. Yeah, and uh, I, I I I loved her to bits.
0: Was there anyone that you really enjoyed working with when you were filming um, or anything like that?
1: Let me think. Yeah, um, yeah, I liked Michael Cronin. I yeah. liked him. He's yeah, a good guy. He's a really good guy. And of course, Brian Capron was a good guy. Yeah, I liked working with him. Um and um, Oh, um, Dave Lynch, who played Booger Benson. Wow, yeah. what yeah. a fantastic actor! I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pity brilliant. he wasn't in it much, isn't it? You know, yeah, he was brilliant fun. Yeah, he's was a he, really good guy, and he, um, and a, oh, he was brilliant. He's like he the brilliant. he's like the precursor,
0: was the precursor to Gripper, mm. wasn't he Booger? And and, yeah. and a lot of people oh, he, say he, he was probably more frightening than Gripper. As he well. was.
1: I think he was probably, I don't know, because I, I didn't work with Mark at all. Actually, Mark went to Barbara Speaks as well. Right. I didn't yeah. work with Mark as Gripper, I don't think. At least I don't remember doing any scenes with him. Yeah. So, But I remember that quiet whisper that Dave did as yeah. Ugar with that kind of, I mean, the, the, the line for me that I'll never forget was, where do you think you're going? Yeah. And the way he just said it, it was just like, whoa. And you could feel the the atmosphere come from him. It was just the act, you know, acting happens between the two actors, the emotion and everything happens between the two people. And he just made that atmosphere wow. He he he
0: does that really well. I was only watching the lights went
1: dark, the lights went dark, and the ice just filled the room. It was just whoa, the atmosphere was cold. The the slow walk as well, the slow walk before it, as well. Very Um, quiet very quiet, a whispering menace was brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. He brought so much. He, yeah. He brought so much to that character and, uh, and being a young actor as well, I thought he was sensational. Yeah. Brilliant. yeah. Um,
0: really, really good. Yeah.
1: So yeah, but I, I just loved all of it, to be honest. Uh-huh. I loved all of it. I loved the, um, the, the, the Christmas special. I loved all of it. It was just yeah. great fun. Just so great
0: fun. You've you've just mentioned a couple of the teachers there that uh, that you liked working with. What in general? What was the relationship like between the adults and, and the kids? Yeah,
1: good, not bad. Obviously, we were kids; they were grown ups. Yeah. This is never worked with children, dogs, never <laughs> animals, and all that kind of nonsense. But uh, no, they were cool. They were really cool. They were very helpful. When when we, you know, sometimes actors, when when you don't get it right, I do it all the time now when I'm working with people. When it's not right, and you just think, oh, you know what, I'm gonna do I and uh, You hesitate to say something, but they were kind of cool. They were like, you know, very, very helpful and, uh, and uh, yeah, friendly and helpful. That's all I can say. Really. It was, it was good. It's good.
0: You've mentioned a few storylines and episodes there. Do you have any particular favorites? Obviously there's one that everyone thinks about with Tommy.
1: (laughs) Coach trip. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's the only, that's the only real big, um, story I had, I think. Yeah. I don't think there was a lot left apart from I mean all I used to do was say I'm going for a jimmy I was always going for a week. <laughs> um, so yeah but um, yeah I think I think really my Tommy sort of came into the forefront of the show or, or not the forefront came to the forefront with um, with Tucker's luck. Yeah. You yeah. know, the spin off the spin off was 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 big for Tommy because you know it was one of the three characters.
0: Yeah. Just going back yeah. to
1: the to the cold strip.
0: Well, for anyone that, that that's listening that, that doesn't know, there's a talk comes on uh, that there's going to be this coach, this trip to France, but only twenty kids can go. And mm. and 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 Tommy, Tommy, Tommy's excuse was he was off the day that the, they were told about it, mm. and he didn't get uh, the money in on on time, or he didn't get his place in on time. Yeah, so, Mum would let him go. So Tucker and Alan have this this amazing plan to smuggle him onto the coach, and it works for the for it the most work. part of it.
1: <laughs> Yeah, it worked. Till so immigration got involved and wrecked it for us. Yeah.
0: Um, what was it like filming that? Because obviously
1: for, 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 oh. for a
0: large part of that, you're cramped in the in it yeah. in the footwell, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah. what was it like filming that? Oh, no, right. I was little anyway, so that wasn't a problem. <laughs> and um we didn't stay in the football that long. We did stay on the boat for basically they were decommissioning this big boat. That right. Went to St. Marlowe. So we sailed to St. Marlowe, which is nine hours or something like that. Nine hours right. there, nine hours back. We never got off. We just right. stayed on it in seven days filming. You and this I mean. boat was, was state of the art so much that they decommissioned it because it was rubbish. It was basically <laughs> a boat. Oh no, couldn't make it up, mate. Couldn't make it up. It was a boat within a boat and it had like dampers on it, like springs or dampers on it. And the the idea was that the outer boat would take the waves, and the inner boat would stay quite still because the dampers would dampen it and make it less. St- but the thing just flew. I mean, it was on <laughs> on on. You know, it was on dry land, and it was like wobbling around like a mad thing. So that everybody was all getting sick. It's <laughs> right, okay. So so it was that was that was one thing that was uh, interesting. So it was good. It was good fun. Yeah.
0: You know, because he was he was sort of uh, Tucker's uh, one of Tucker's best mates in 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 series four. He was also there when Anzu Stanton got drunk as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, you know, you were another, another
1: of, Barbara speaks boy. Mark. that
0: one. Mark. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but then
1: series five comes
0: around, and we don't we we saw a lot less of of, of and, and, and his crew, didn't we? And I, I I'm not I'm not sure if then, you were there it? at all for series five. Yeah, I
1: think we'd gone actually. I think we'd gone. They because they 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 basically um decided that we were looking too old or something or something happened and they decided to move on to another yeah. load of people. I mean, there's a, there's, and, a, there's uh, a
0: few scenes, but it's mainly sort of Stu Potts and, and Zamo and, and all them. It's like, yeah,
1: it's, I don't know. I, 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 I... I, I, I can't, to be honest it's like 40 odd years ago 45 years isn't it so it's a, it's yeah. a long time ago my, my, my memory's not what it used to be but, um, <laughs> yeah I think we did leave I think we did it, uh, uh, yeah about season 5 I think we were out of there or at least I yeah. was I think um, and then there was talk of us doing a film so we screen tested for a film uh, right. George told and myself, went to um, Pinewood to screen test a film mm-hmm. um, but that didn't come off but then Tucker's luck did so yeah, it all worked yeah. out well in the end
0: um, this this may sound like a daft question did you need to re-audition for Tucker's luck, or was that
1: just no, walking no, straight it was, in no yeah it was the three boys the yeah. free Amigo riding again kind of thing yeah
0: because obviously um, Terry Terry Supac didn't you know didn't take part in Tucker's luck. was yeah, there any reason behind what, that I
1: think he I, I think he wanted to go I don't think he wanted to do any more Grange George right. I think he yeah. just wanted to he'd had enough and he just didn't want to do it anymore he was a lovely lovely man as well Terry I mean yeah uh, Terry, uh, Terry's outlook on life that I can imagine was everybody's your friend. Yeah. You, you don't know. A stranger is just a friend that you haven't met yet. Yeah. He was just, I, I, I've i got so many anecdotes about Terry that I could share with you. He, he was just, he, oh, what a fella. Uh, just yeah. just very special, special person.
0: And did, and did you keep in touch with him afterwards? As well? He lived in
1: Walthamstow. I, I used to live in Walthamstow. Right. And so did he. And he took me out for a night once. I met him in a pub I had gone into this pub for a couple of drinks with some friends, and I met him in there. And he said, "Oh, we're going to Charlie Chan." So I said, "Okay, I'll come with you." So we went to Charlie Chan's, just me and him.
0: Great. And
1: he got me absolutely rat ass. <laughs> I mean, completely comatose. I was mangled, yeah. and that that we just had such a great laugh, dancing and messing around, and just just absolute craziness and yeah. um yeah but i used to meet up he, meet, he used to meet up with my sister quite a lot as well because nice. we moved to spain and then sussex and then he used to be he used to meet up with my sister a lot a lot in the pub and stuff and uh uh-huh. um, you know just a really really lovely friendly guy and when i was in london i used to try and catch up with him and stuff and then uh-huh. the news when he died was just i mean i hadn't been to london for half a year or something and um then this came out and i was it was devastating yeah it was terrible Terrible. Yeah,
0: and and I always remember reading something about afterwards was saying when when his death was announced, it was like something that would be afforded to like a major, major like a list star at the time, and and I think that shows the impact that that Terry and be- and the character of Benny Green had mm. on the nation. Yeah,
1: um,
0: because he, yeah, oh, well, he was he, the
1: first person in. He was the first person in the scene, wasn't he? First yeah, scene. yeah. He's yeah. it, that's him. You know, he was yeah. the, the opener. You know, him and, and, and
0: funny enough, him and Graham Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. And and everyone, everyone said, you know, what you said there, just about well, just 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 what a top top bloke he was. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just just such such a nice fella. Like um okay, so looking at, at Tucker's look then, you know, you, you said earlier that's sort of when Tommy Watson really um became, you know, it's the forefront because I and B I've got Credited tommy watson um only being or yourself um only being in in 20 episodes of grange hill um which you know obviously i'm you know because you were around about me the credits only uh, only credited for 20 now i thought it would would have been a lot more than that um yeah i think it was i think i
1: remember doing i think we used to do like 30 odd or something yeah yeah it was like 20 22 yeah i mean it's, it's not knows, it's not the it, most reliable, do you know what I mean? But, got um, me the, um, they've got me down as the, they've got me down as an Australian actor as well. But, <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, they've got a few yeah. credits on it that I never actually did, but... Right, <laughs> okay. <laughs> most um, of them are correct. But then,
0: obviously, you know, as you've said about well, being at the forefront in Tucker's look, but you seem to be, you got covered in crap quite a lot of times, uh, you know. A few times on, on go, yeah. like you were like yeah, yeah. the four, the, was, the, that, the four guy quite a
1: bit. <laughs> like, but that's who Tommy was, wasn't it? That's what he was. He yeah. was that, as I say, he was that sort of. You know, he he was the, the the sort of yeah the victim of it all. It was like you know he was the one that was frightened to pass more. He yeah. was the one that was scared he was going to get beaten up. He didn't. Yeah. He, he was he was frightened to get out of bed basically. Yeah. And then you know, and then. It, it, the, the misfortune would always shine on Tommy yeah. that was what the thing was and I love that I love that about it because yeah. Tucker was this sort of like cheeky cool dude and uh, George was the stable you know yeah. the stable body and Tommy was just like you know Oliver Hardy
0: uh-huh.
1: not <laughs> Oliver Hardy Stan Laurel Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know what I mean it's that kind of it, it was that kind of he was the yeah. silly one
0: and there was there was, there was three series of, um, of Tucker's luck
1: Yeah, that's right, But
0: you were only in two of them? I only did two, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. We got the story that Tommy had uh, joined the Navy, I think, was the... uh, Yeah, something like that, yeah, the the Army or the Navy or something. So what what, what did Paul McCarthy do then um, Um, after the two series?
1: I was very young Uh (laughs) and (laughs) I should have done it. Right. I should have done it. I should have said, yes, love to do another season but I was young and um, I made a mistake. I should have done it. You know, I didn't really um, like the way the show was going, where it was going. Right. Um, not the, just, I didn't, I didn't get on with the director overly well. Right. Um, but as I say, I was young and he, obviously it was a golden opportunity for him. Uh-huh. And we just i just couldn't get my head around um working with him for another year right okay i get you because i just you know that that was it basically but yeah you gotta remember we were like what was i 18 yeah you know and and from yeah when you're 18 it's like you know you're ready to explore the world and you're out uh-huh. there and you're out there and it's only you know and you're ready to sort of attack something that you don't really understand if that makes sense you can be full-on without realizing you shouldn't be full-on you should be you should back off a little bit and actually look at look at the the huge opportunity you've got Uh and i didn't i looked at it and didn't see the opportunity i just saw this fellow that i couldn't fit dream of working with for another 12 months okay this is the first time i've ever 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 said that out loud Uh (laughs) okay so so what
0: what did you do then? Um, sign on the doll. Right, okay. <laughs> now, um,
1: what did I do after t- after Tucker's Luck? I went into um, Gosh, I can't. Do you know? I really can't remember. I did. I mean, I did Lauren Disorder, Late Expectations. Yeah. I did yeah. uh, Late Expectations. I did when I was about twenty odd. Uh-huh. Um, that's the Baron and Newman sitcom. Yeah, we um, did a season of that, and it would have been. Um, That was successful, very successful um, sitcom. Uh Uh, But there was a bit of a clash between the writers and some of the actors, not me. Right. (laughs) And and so it didn't go any further. Um, Then I did a law and disorder. Um, Then I I got married and kind of thought, you know what, I'm going to be a married man for a little while and just back off Mm -hmm. and um, just enjoy that. And then the business changed. Right. It used to be, years ago, it used to be the BBC used to do it all in-house and they used to audition in-house and everything was in-house. And then suddenly they just farmed it off to casting directors. Now, right. when I was, when I chose, I think the transition happened. Maybe, I might be out, my, I might be totally wrong. Mm-hmm. But So I didn't know any casting directors. I only knew people at the BBC.
0: Race. Right. okay. Yeah.
1: If that makes sense. I only knew people at the BBC. So um. I, when if you don't build a relationship with casting directors because you're always working at the BBC, you kind of you lose the edge if you like. Yeah. So that's what happened. So my career kind of took a a, a bit of a dive after that as well. Uh Um, And it's difficult to get it back. And the trouble is with being a young actor as well and enjoying it and loving it and really wanting to pursue it as a, as an adult and not Uh making the transition is it's, it's a really tough bit of pill to swallow.
0: Right. You know, it's not the
1: easiest thing. And I, I, I see a lot of the, 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 of, of child actors that have, have kind of been left by the wayside and it's, it's kind of tough, really yeah. tough. Um, so. Yeah, it's a difficult one, but I mean, I've been fortunate that I've been doing a few films recently and, and, nice. and a bit involved and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing this film that, um, with some of the Grange Hill cast as well. So uh-huh. that's good. Um, not the Phil Redmond one. This is a, right. yeah, this is, yeah. Uh, not, nothing to do with brain. She awesome <laughs> the just yeah. So,
0: so, have you always sort of stayed in that sort of that sort of industry? Have you always had that sort of career in in entertainment? Uh,
1: um, yeah, kind of. But I mean, I I, I moved to Spain. I, I, I wrote a couple of um, pantos and did a bit of theatre and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. we moved to Spain in two thousand and six, and that ah. really was the end. Then two thousand and six was the end right. of my acting career. Because we'd gone to Spain and I wasn't acting anymore. I was working on the radio, funny enough. Uh
0: Um,
1: I was working on the radio and teaching um, drama.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So um, we moved over there for about a year and a half. And then I came back to England and um, had to set, Had to earn some money. Right. Yeah. I've I've set up a wedding company. I do, um, like, I DJ. I've DJed all all my life. I've I've Uh DJed. Since I can, since I was about eleven, I've always loved music and records, yeah. and, and and always, always had a set of decks and stuff. So, um, so I just got back into DJing. Right,
0: okay. Um, so I've got. I'm going to have to ask you this one. Just going back to something you've just said um, about you making a film with um with with some people from Grange Hill. Can you uh-huh. tell us anything about that?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Basically, what happened was um, we were at the um, 40th anniversary
0: uh-huh.
1: and um I met up with loads of the cast members of Granger that I'd never met before some I had and stuff and we were all talking and stuff and um then one of the fans asked uh Phil if he would make another series uh-huh. and he said well where would I start and I drew a big circle around all the cast's heads and I went right here mate yeah. Right here. <laughs> yeah like that and um people could just go and i've talked to mark baxter about it and um and i said well, we we, we could actually just work together we can't do any kind of revisited thing but we're actors and if we're actors we act and if we act we can do a film so i'll write a script and we can film it
0: Uh uh-huh
1: and, uh, and we'll cast Grange Hill characters, Grange Hill actors, not yeah. characters. Yeah. So you don't get to see your favourite Grange Hill characters, but you do get to see the actors that were in Grange Hill working as grown-ups. Yeah. Um, and that was the the whole idea, the whole premise of it, was that we could do a series of these short films and use as many of the actors that were in Grange Hill as want to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, basically i got a cast together. With the cast together now, I had, a, I had a, um, a meeting with a fantastic director on board who directed a film called Through the Looking Glass that I played the lead in. It's on, um, it's on Amazon now, it's called yeah. Through the Looking Glass. It's a it's a, it's a horror psychological oh, drama okay. thing. Pretty good, it's pretty good. I, I, I like it, it's very yeah. Marmite, but you know, right. um, yeah. So I asked him to direct and he said, yeah. And I, he read the script and then he threw it back at me and said, right, this needs to change. Right. So we changed it and I wrote it and I wrote it and I wrote it, rewrites, rewrote re-write, re-write. Anyway, so now we've got a nice little 15, 12 to 15 minute script about knife crime. Right. Um, so we're going to join forces hopefully with a um, with a knife crime organization awareness group. And we're <laughs> going to get this film made. And then once we've done that, then we'll move and we'll get another set of characters yeah. um, to be in it with um. Another, maybe a new storyline, or maybe not. Maybe just carry on the storyline. Uh-huh. Get another lot of the actors in it, so yeah. you get to see your favourite sort of ex Grange Hill actors, yeah. not characters, doing what they do best. Yeah, well, and, 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 uh, and they, there was so much love for the show at these yeah. um, these um, these um, meetings, these Comic Con type things. Um, the actors were so into like you know getting back on it and doing it and working yeah. with each other again and i thought why not we can do this I'm, i don't think it's stepping on any toes I ho- i'd i like to think it isn't obviously if phil said well i don't want you to make it then yeah. we'd have to <laughs> you know there'd have to be some kind of I, I don't know i'd probably say okay phil fair enough mate but yeah it isn't it isn't anything to do with the program apart from the fact that it's using the actors that want to work yeah you know yeah um, no, that's,
0: so that's that. it will sound very very different to
1: so, oh yeah, so, yeah. So what's it's, it's, going it's, on. A, it's all set in a police station. It's very dark. Yeah. Um and very twisty. And it's it's, it's a grown-up show. It's not for kids. It's yeah. it's a grown up, it's a grown-up show because the people that I want to appeal to are the fans of Gwen Chill that want to see what the ugly yeah. mugs that look like, what we all turned into. So so <laughs> with, with that in
0: mind, obviously um, in, in this past week, there's obviously been a big announcement. About Jill. certainly has with <laughs> Phil Redmond saying, you know, the the movie is is in is in
1: the works.
0: What are your thoughts on that?
1: I think it's brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's exactly the right time to do it. Uh-huh. And the reason by that is, my daughter's seventeen years old, uh-huh. so she's missed out a lot of school and a lot of sixth form. Yeah, and the, she's done. She's doing all right. She's she's great. Um. But the effects it has on the younger people not socialising and not mixing in classrooms and not actually having that interaction has been really bad. And some people are probably struggling greatly now. That's fine. Right. It's not fine. But, you know, that's what happens. But if you can put something out there that says, you know what, guys, this is a TV show. It's a bit of drama, but this is where they're coming. We we know what's happening this is entirely natural you should feel a bit weird and if you know so don't worry it's something they can relate to something Uh that they can sort of um you know they can um they can look at and go oh right yeah it's like you know it's like watching the drama and going i i can relate to that and then they put that little thing up if they've been affected by this blah 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 you know it's just awareness it's making sure that people and and i think the it, it can address it and it can address what kids are going through right now yeah. and the knife crime thing you know it can address that which is yeah. bloody terrible you know I mean yeah. it, the knife crime thing is just horrendous um and issues that young people have because now Grangeel the baby was like you know a bit of cheeky fun and a bit of fun and and and, and then it started addressing real issues with drugs yeah. and stuff like that you know with the yeah. Zamo storyline um and it started to actually matter uh uh-huh. And it still uh-huh. does matter and it matters now. Now it needed that break just to just to freshen itself off and, and brush itself down a little bit. Yeah. But now I and it's it's not the, the Green Deal of the movie is not for us. It's not yeah. for the grown-ups. It's for kids. Yeah. It's a well, that's what I think anyway. Right, I'm, okay. I'm, it's a child, it's a film for kids. Yeah. Um and I think it'll be good. I think it'll address certain issues that kids need to have addressed within a... a, a, a an artistic format, not yeah. a parental or counsellor or whatever format, and I yeah. think it will be. And I think it will be good. I think it's a tonic, um, yeah. and the fact that you know it might give a couple of the old Grange old people a job. Yeah, have you, uh, <laughs> have you
0: made sure Phil's got your number?
1: Um, no, I haven't. But <laughs> I mean, if you're watching this, Phil, or listening to this, then yeah, give me a call, mate. I could really do <laughs> that. Uh, I could do it do with a platform but no I think it's great I mean there's been a lot of I, I looked at a thing on metro or something like that and there was a lot of flack about it going oh yeah what past glories, this that this that but that's the wrong way to look at it the way to look at it is an entirely new vehicle yeah. that's had a rest that's brushing itself down and it's about school and it's not about tucker throwing a a a thing in the the swimming pool, a bench in the swimming pool and, you know, Tommy getting smuggled to France. This is, there's proper issues out there now. Yeah. You know, and it could really grow up and it could be really cool. And I think it is a brilliant idea.
0: Yeah.
1: Done right. Obviously it's got to be done right. And I, and I, I trust Phil will do it right.
0: I think that's the thing. I think a lot of people are thinking, oh, you know, it's going to be, it won't be the same and it's going to be woke and it's going to be this and all that. It's Phil Redmond's. do you know what I mean? I, I, he's
1: not going to be woke if he can get away with not being someone,
0: woke. Uh, someone said to me, um, it was Charlie who was on the last, part the last episode of this. He said, look, he said, if, if Phil Redmond's involved, he's going to be involved on his terms, do you know what I mean? It's, it's not going to be as woke as people are, are making out mm-hmm. to be. He's,
1: he's going to want well, to keep it, it real, be, isn't he? It can be woke. It can be woke. It can, it can, it can pull back a little bit, yeah. but it can still address issues that are happening. Definitely. You know, you know, it doesn't have to be seventies TV anymore. It can be, you know. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think television has come on leaps and bounds. You know, I mean, looking at some of the TV shows I watch now, they're amazing. Yeah. You know. Um. You know, uh, some of the some of the stuff I've been, you know, um, what am I watching at the minute? Jewelry. Something jewelry or something. Showtime. Show Jury or something. All oh,
0: right, right. It's okay. Oh, that's, that's, I can't remember uh, the name uh, of it. I, uh, I can't remember. my that. radar at the moment. That yeah. One.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But it's great. It's great. It's, 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 you know, television has just come on yeah. leaps and bounds. And, of course, The Walking Dead, which we all love. Yeah. Everyone loves The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones and, yeah. uh, you know, all that stuff. All yeah. those franchises are brilliant. So if you're making any more of those, I'll be well up for doing one of them. <laughs> no, but, you know, but I think, so I think to say it's going to be woke and this and that, that's just... The culture of negativity is just rubbish at yeah. the moment. It's like you know, it's like it, we are very marmite in this country at the moment, uh-huh. and we need to just say, you know what, you might not like this, you might not like that, but we're all we're all in it together. We're all battling for the same thing. We've all got to pay this new gas charge, you know, and we've all got to get on with the crap that is Brexit. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> uh, you know, and basically, we just have to get on with it. So, don't poo poo something that's in the in the making because you don't know what's going to happen yet. Yeah. that's what that's my message to the people that think it's going to be rubbish it's like you don't know what it's going to be because no. you, you as you just said you're not in phil redmond's head no. nobody is no. the only person that's in phil redmond's head is his or sir phil redmond's head excuse yeah. me, is phil redmond and yeah. therefore i think it's going to be great um and haters be hating lovers be loving yeah <laughs>
0: No, no, that that, that that's uh, that that's the best way to look at it, isn't it? So you, you've mentioned a couple of people now. So are you still are you still in touch with much of the cast from say your time on the show? Yeah,
1: yeah. George, who played Alan, I'm in touch with Mark Baxter, obviously because we're good friends, and he's just uh-huh. a, a br- brilliant guy, great guy. Yeah. Um, Who I would have loved to have been if I wasn't Tommy, by the way. <laughs> Stick that on the- did he tell you to say that? No, <laughs> of course he didn't. Um, I speak to Todd occasionally. Um, yeah, um, and I, I mean they're all Facebook friends. You know, I'm on Facebook friends with a lot of the other cast members yeah. that I don't know so well. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, just, 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 it's all good. It's all okay. good.
0: Um, just, just going back to Todd there. When you were, when you were filming it, did you have any idea that he would be like such a well-known like person though such a well known star and have and have this career and end up in you know all these other programs like yeah I
1: mean no is that the is. my initial answer <laughs> is no but you know when you sort of if I was to dissect it and dissect Todd Carty's career if you play Tucker Jenkins in Grange Hill uh-huh. you know yeah <laughs> it's like you know I mean it's it, it's almost like there are three words in Japan that are known. Know, right. Coca Cola, Father Christmas, and Tucker Jenkins. Right. You know right. what I mean? It's, it's that kind of thing. So he was it, it was obvious that he would get moved further on uh-huh. with his career and and do well because I mean, you know, Grange Hill Tucker Jenkins was just like beautifully executed by Todd. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. beautifully executed. Yeah. Um, you know. And and I didn't even know that until I've watched some of it as a as a, an adult actor that now is now appreciate appreciates acting a lot more uh-huh. and can can actually dissect a script and make it work in a different way or or such and such. So basically somebody that has now honed a craft that can watch another actor and go bloody hell, naturally fantastic. Yeah. And just no wonder it was such a great success because it had him at the helm to steer yeah. it through the storm, and he just did a beautiful job. He was just brilliant at it. I mean, we didn't, we we had our ups and downs, Todd and I, but um, he's a great guy. I, I mean, yeah. I speak to him, I speak to him, not as regularly as I'd like, but he's a great guy. Cool. but we well, were up, the kids again. We were all kids, weren't we? Yeah.
0: So, so like ups and downs because I know, um, uh, George Wilson who was on the other week. He, he's really good mates with John Olford from when from their yeah. time, but he said, yeah. He said, you know, the the first week, he said, they had a scrap that they erased. Oh, did they? Oh, Um, we never got to that. (laughs) (laughs) So, was was it it like that with you and Sod then? (laughs) No,
1: no, nothing like that. Nothing like that. We never never actually come to blows. But no, you know, it was just silly stuff. He was very cheeky. Yeah. You know, very cheeky. And, and, you know, and um, yeah, he was very cheeky. But, you know, we owe him... So much because he was yeah. like, you know, I mean, what? Well, all right, so I'll I'll spin it over to you. And a quick question to you: Who's your favorite Grangehill character?
0: My favorite Grangehill character. He's been on this actually. Was uh, Joni Jones played by? Uh, oh right, uh, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: left too soon.
0: Yeah, and I, I was I, I was devastated that he left. Genuinely, because he, he left after two series, and I was genuinely yeah. genuinely devastated when he left. Yeah, because yeah. because back then. You know, there was no internet, so there was no spoilers or anything like that. So I, 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 said to him in the in the interview, I, you know, I sat down ready to watch series seven, I think it was, and he wasn't in it. And uh, like nowadays, we'd know that in advance. You know, yeah, w- yeah. Sat down to watch it and, and no clue that he was I was gutted, or genuinely gutted. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. yeah right. That's,
1: yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose it's a generational thing because mine yeah. would be. Um, I, well, I, uh, see, I, I, I know everyone, so I kind of, got, I can't get into that side of yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, but well,
0: you've already said you would have wanted to play Dwayne Orpington. You've already said well, that. Of course I would have. Um, that, that,
1: <laughs> listen, that, that blue jacket with the red flash. Yeah,
0: you know, everyone wanted bloody. that, didn't he? you know? Totally nodding. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost <laughs> like, you know, it's almost like... I mean, to be honest, paper. Tommy had his own style, didn't he? You know?
1: Yeah, I liked it. I liked yeah. the style of Tommy. Yeah. I like that style. Yeah, would, would, um, would, I look back on it when I saw somebody put something on the on one of the Facebook pages of of of, of, of Tommy in a, a, a brown coat or something, and I thought, yeah, and the trousers, the flary type jeans, and I thought, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's yeah, I, I, the, I, I can the, be remembered like that. The was barnet was terrible. I
0: was going to say, was the hairstyle your choice?
1: Yeah, Steve Marriott. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the in Sucker's Luck, didn't you have a perm? What have I imagined I that? yeah yeah no I did yeah first season I had a perm because I thought it would be because I thought Tommy would be the sort of person that would have a perm. it's okay fair enough so I did and luckily Chris all loved it who directed the first season yeah um and and Margie Barber of course um who is yeah a friend of mine on Facebook and a lovely lady um, yeah yeah so um Chris is fabulous um yeah, he loved it. He thought, yeah, he, he, he sort of looked at me and he laughed as if to say, "You bloody kept me away from that, or you kept that from us." Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a quick story about Peter McNamara because about Tuckers yeah. like and Peter McNamara because it's it's quite this is a lovely story. I was outside. So a this train is Peter station.
0: who played Passmore. Passmore. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. I was outside a train station. And lost looking for the rehearsal room where we were going to, first day of Tucker's Luck rehearsals, right. looking for the rehearsal room. Couldn't find it, didn't know where I was, walking around thinking, oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to be late. going to be late panicking like crazy. Up comes this skinhead, yeah. right? And he says to me, excuse me, mate, are you that bloke out of Grain Jill? And I absolutely shit myself. <laughs> right. I thought, this guy is going to beat the crap out of me. So I said, no, mate. I said, no. He said, "Yeah, you are." He said, "Yeah, you are." So I said, "No, no, no." I said, "I look like him, but it's not me. It's not me." He said, uh, "Yeah, you are." So I said, "All right, yeah, it is me." And he went, "Oh, great! My name's Peter McNamara. I'm come, I'm playing uh, Passmore. Um, um, I-, I just want to know: do we know where the rehearsal room is?" So I said, "No, I'm looking for it myself." And the relief—I yeah. rel- almost wet myself. The relief, <laughs> was incredible, because suddenly this, because you know, we didn't. I, I didn't get into, into too many bits of of but the, yeah. you know the, we had our moments there was some moments i lived in the east I, I lived in the east end of london so i, I had my moments but uh-huh. nothing too serious but um yeah the relief was like and the way he did it it was just like oh man
0: because i and mean I said, he, oh, yeah. you know with, with the greatest respect you know obviously you know peter's not with us you know anymore but yeah. he looked hard didn't he do you yeah. know what i mean he, he, he looked, he looked hard and, and you know, he
1: actually he actually when he played the character and he was supposed to scare me, he actually instilled fear, fear into me. Right. I did actually feel frightened of him. He was not, I mean, he was a pussycat. He was a lovely, lovely, lovely man. But yeah. what an actor. What a fantastic yeah. actor. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and I, I yeah, that, I, I just share that story with people because Peter's obviously gone now and, yeah. and he's got to live on because he was such a lovely man. And um, I just always, always. Yeah, because he was that. he
0: was in an episode of The Great Deal as well, wasn't he?
1: Apparently in- so. Glendale. I don't remember him in it. Yeah, he was like,
0: at. Um, I think it was in the very the early days of them having like you know sixth formers and stuff like that. He was there as an I older. Love, right, he right. was there as an older pupil chatting up yeah, right. Trisha Yates and and Kathy Argers. You know, you you've said there you don't you didn't really want to answer this, but you know you would have liked to have. Um, would you have liked to have played Dwayne Orpington, or was he just your favourite character? <laughs>
1: Uh, I I think Mark, I don't want to, I would never want to play Dwayne Orpington because I couldn't have done it the justice that Mark did it. You know, that was, no, no. Was was there any uh,
0: any other character you would have liked to have played?
1: Not really, I don't think. No. No. um, Because everybody did what they did, you know. Everybody was who they were. That's like, say, because we didn't really play characters. We just spoke the lines of the character (laughs) right I get yeah do you know what I mean I mean I didn't I didn't suddenly go out and go right well I'm going to play Tommy Watson (laughs) so what I need to do is I need to speak like this because then everyone will think I'm (laughs) you know yeah but that's it no acting required really it's just like these are the lines get in there say them get on with it and let's move on to the next scene so that we can get this shot that that was the the whole thing so we just played ourselves in a way yeah um and and, and, and luckily, it worked.
0: Yeah. Brilliant. And That's luckily, brilliant. it worked. Okay, so
1: my final final question
0: for you then, Paul, is um, we, uh, we touched on it a little bit, but why do you think there is still the, this great affection for Grange Hill?
1: Um, the only thing I can think of is yeah. that you grew up with it. It's like, you know, we were in, I was talking to someone the other day about this and I was saying, it's really odd when you meet, we were in people's living rooms. Uh You know, we were in someone's living room in real life. Yeah. They're your friends or your family or you're invited in, but we weren't invited. We just went in your living room and we said to you, right, here we are doing this thing about kids in school. And you all went, oh yeah, love it, love it, love it. And so we sort of, we we were a part of your life. Uh Uh-huh. And you're a part of ours. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's it's a similar thing now. I mean, when I go to these um, reunion things, it's like, wow, really? This is brilliant. You're, these people yeah. are brilliant. And, and I think that's it. That's the only thing I can think of is that you grew up with us. And therefore, yeah. we're in there.
0: I mean, especially we're in, in those days, you know, three channels.
1: Yeah. Oh. And it went exactly. You didn't have much choice, did you? And Granger was, 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 was sort of cutting edge. It was brand new. It was, you know, it was the thing. I mean, they did The Headmaster, which was not based on the kids' perspective, but the, yeah. the teeth was one. Um, so I think that was it. I think it was just like, we can relate to this, you know, yeah. and it was rebelled against. So you remember that being a kid and being able yeah. to watch it, and the mate wasn't. And it's, uh, you you know, everyone's rebelling against it. And you, so, so it's kind of like, you know, it's like punk rock.
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it's I you know
0: exactly. I've, I've I've said that a few times. You know the fact that you know it was like nothing that had been on. You know every mm. every, mm. every school based drama for kids, it was all public school boys, wasn't it? It was all yeah. you know, absolutely Just, just William, you yeah. know, all, all, yeah. all that Old kind crack, of stuff.
1: Yeah. Oh um, no, crap! Sorry, I didn't say crap. <laughs> I <got like> that. <laughs> and yeah, and then all, just all, just
0: all a little, of a sudden, there was these
1: are... real kids on the telly. Yeah, exactly. It was real kids on the TV doing yeah. what they do best, being real kids, and I think that's. Hopefully, um, what people take with it, and I, I, I am really, really surprised and very, very grateful. That's cool. 15, um, um, uh, yeah.
0: So, listen, Paul. This has been, you know, it's been it's been great talking to you. Obviously, to have someone on from from the very first days of Jill of it's been really, really, really good. And you know, as I've already said, you know, you were. You were on it as two different characters, you know, you were on it, not replacing a character, but with the same name as a character. So it's been really, really good. You know, thank you so much for coming on. You're very on. welcome.
1: You're very welcome. I should have actually seen as you just said that, that, like, you know, that I'm the very, I should have spoke like that and said, <laughs> Hello, mate. well, I'm getting on a bit now, you know, but um, I've still got my faculties and my wife, you know, she still loves me a bit, but you know. <laughs> I should have spoke like that,
0: shouldn't I? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Honestly, brilliant. It's, it's been brilliant talking to you. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming on. You're very uh, welcome.
1: I look forward to, to listening to it. Hopefully I didn't um, bore people too much.
0: <laughs> and, and for anyone that's listening, I'll speak to you next time. Cheers. Thank you. Bye-bye.